Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is something that doesn't happen often. The House votes to kick out Congressman George Santos this morning. This comes after an ethics report about his conduct dealing with campaign donation. The vote, 311 to 114. On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Matthew Wilson. He's an associate professor at SMU. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Matt, thanks for the time. Well, thanks for having me. So what about this situation surprised you, if anything? Didn't really surprise me. Uh, I actually think that this had been coming for a long time. The accusations and the revelations related to George Santos just kept piling up and piling up. And this is not a case where there's a real ambiguity of whether he's culpable for anything or whether it's a judgment call. There are there's so much evidence that things are just not right with his candidacy and with his whole self-presentation from the get-go. And I think that's why even so many Republicans voted to be rid of him and just to move on. What about the whole concept that uh, he's only been accused of anything? He hasn't been convicted of anything. Well, he's only been accused uh, from the standpoint of criminality, but being convicted in a court of law and being expelled from the House are not the same thing. It's true that in order for him to be sent to jail or for him to receive a criminal penalty, he has to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. But being criminally um, found guilty is neither necessary nor sufficient for being expelled from the House. That is, the House does not have to expel someone if they are convicted of a crime, nor does someone have to be convicted of a crime in order to be expelled by the House. The House doesn't take this lightly. They don't do it often. But when someone's conduct is so repeated and egregious and obviously and and really incontrovertibly bringing discredit to the institution, then they can move. And I think that's what you saw in this case. In 200 some years, this is only the sixth time it's happened. It's only the third time since the Civil War. That's how rare this is. That's right. It's not something that the House undertakes lightly. And certainly what I think people in both parties will want to be careful of going forward is that this never gets used as a tool of partisan weaponization. That is that that Republicans don't try to expel Democrats that they just don't like or Democrats don't try to expel Republicans that they just don't like. We don't want to see that happening. But in this case, I don't think anyone would argue that the move to expel George Santos was driven by ideological or partisan motives. That's why so many Republicans were on board. I think there was just a kind of bipartisan sense of disgust with his whole conduct in office and indeed the kind of fraudulent way that he presented himself in his candidacy for office. What about the previous attempt? They tried this around a month ago to do this, but uh, they couldn't get the votes. 
I think the difference is that the uh, ethics committee had finished its work. Some of the people who were opposed initially said, well, we don't have to wait for a criminal proceeding to play out in a court of law, but we should wait at least for the House Ethics Committee to finish their work and report to us whether they think ethical violations have taken place. That has since happened. The House Ethics Committee did decide that some significant ethics violations had taken place. And I think that's what made a lot of people comfortable with moving forward on an expulsion. Let's talk about the balance of the power in the House. It's mm-hmm. been so close at this point since the midterm elections. What does this do to further tighten that, that news? Well, it makes the margin even even tighter. Uh, it gives the uh, House Speaker Johnson less room to work with, uh, and it, it makes the Republican hold more tenuous, which is why it is all the more remarkable that so many Republicans said, yeah, despite all that, we still need to get rid of this guy. He still needs to be booted out of Congress. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a razor thin margin by which Republicans control the House. That will be a very competitive district in the special election that will come up early next year. If anything, we might say Democrats could be a bit favored to, to take that district because it was traditionally a Democratic district until um, uh, Santos won it last time. So, you know, the Republicans may end up losing a seat because of this, but I think that the reputational damage to the Republican Party, if they had turned a blind eye to Santos's misdeeds, would have been greater than what they lose by perhaps forfeiting this one seat. Interesting about looking at the history of this, the uh, five other previous House members mm-hmm. that had been kicked out. All of them had been Democrats. This is the first time a Republican has been kicked out of Congress. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more coincidental than anything else. But it is worth noting uh, that this is the first time that that a Republican has been subjected to this. I think the the broader point, though, is that this is an extraordinarily rare measure and rare remedy. And it's not done because somebody behaves in an uncouth way or because somebody uh, has positions that are outside the mainstream. This kind of sanction is really reserved for people who have indisputably through their conduct brought disgrace on the institution and so it's a pretty high bar that had to be met and what a couple of days ago he had said that uh he was going to introduce an expulsion against another congress member who had who had uh pulled a fire alarm right and that just wouldn't rise to the level and there was even among republicans there was no interest in that and that's why that didn't happen and he had also tried to avert this by pledging that he would not run for re-election but his colleagues decided that wasn't good enough either. They didn't want to wait another year to be rid of him. They wanted to go ahead and act now and, and to cleanse the House chamber. What happens to the dist- for the district itself that doesn't have representation now before that special election? Does the governor appoint someone then to the seat? No, it's just a special election. Um, and she will call that presumably relatively soon. I would expect that special election would take place maybe in January or February of next year. Um, But for that brief period of time, there'll be a vacancy. And that's not uncommon. You have vacancies around the country that happen when somebody gets, for example, appointed to a position in the executive branch, or they leave office to run for something else, or somebody dies or becomes ill. Periodically, there are vacancies in Congress, and typically they are filled through a special election, um, you know, relatively short. Now, now the congressman or former congressman has to worry about the legal issues that he's facing with the 23 criminal counts. That's right. And that, that's a whole other can of worms uh, that, you know, he could very well go to prison. He will almost certainly face significant fines. Um, he's got 
bigger concerns than whether he's able to keep his house seat for another year or not, uh, because he may well lose his freedom in the coming year. Matthew Wilson from SMU. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.